People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. I am Solway and I'm joined by... Finchy McFinch. Okay, a little bit of a shorter show today because we've been waiting for, well, about... Hours. Two, yeah, a couple of hours now for the laptop to do its updates uh, and we're running out of time. Uh, luckily, we have got Jamie on soon who uh, encountered a strange creature in Hull. Uh, I've recorded that prior, so we've got that, so that's coming up shortly. Uh, Aaron's been researching anuses. Scientific purposes, of course. Of course. And uh, and I've got this for you. So I'll start with this, and then we'll come on to that, and then we'll uh, we'll go on to um, <laughs> Patreon. Okay, so this is Jamie's encounter from Hull in the UK. Well, firstly, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, okay. Nice one. And you're only just up the road, which... Uh, you know, makes it interesting uh, for me sure. personally, you know. But there is a lot of uh, history of uh, strange goings on in, in our region, you know, the North East particularly, and the North Sea as well. It sort of encompasses the whole area, so um does make you wonder what's going on there. But that aside, um, how old was you when this took place? I was 19 years old. Okay, so, you know, it's a decent so age. It's, it's not... 10 years now. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say that, you know what I mean, but... <laughs> so, uh, well, do you want to uh, talk us into exactly what happened, and then we'll go from there? Yeah, basically, it was about 1am on a Saturday morning, and I was staying over at my grandparents, who lived, who lived at that point on Norland Avenue. I was this is in Hull, Hull, for those who don't know. Yeah, this is in Hull. You've got Annaby Road, and it leads on to Norland, which is one of the turn-offs. And they lived about halfway down the road. And I was staying over at their house that night and I was laid on the sofa. I'd just finished reading a horror book, which to, to the skeptics out there, you could say that's a figment of the imag- imagination that your brain starts to play tricks on you. So I'd finished reading my book and I was about to turn the light off. And the thing is, it was a bungalow. And the front room faced the road, and it was a balcony style window. And all I saw was this big shadow walk across the window. Now, bearing in mind that balcony windows are about five feet, this creature filled the window, even with a slouch, and its legs were not human. This shadow of whatever it was was not a human creature. The legs looked like they were canine in origin. It had the body of a man. Now, the arms, this is what still gets me to this day, is the claws that were on it. They were 30 centimetres long and curved with a point towards the end. And the arms were moving within time of the body and obviously the legs. Now, the head, you couldn't see it properly, but... From what I could see, it was wolf-like in origin. And it just sauntered past the window. And 
where where the, where this incident took place is a street lamp just on the pathway. The curtains were closed, and obviously lights reflect shadows. But there's no way that this could have been a human creature, especially with the way the claws were and the way it was walking. And as well with Hull as well, it's got a history of dogman reportings and sightings. Last week I spoke to Vic Cundercliffe off Dogman Encounters. I spent a good hour on the phone telling this exact same story. And he said that dogmen actually work alone. They can turn up in the most random of places. Even in the middle of a busy town in the daytime, you do have potential to see one. They will go anywhere to look to terrorise people. And if somebody actually saw one, I would not recommend approaching it, to be honest. No. Because I've done a lot of research over the past year into these creatures, listened to many different eyewitness reports from dogman encounters, other sources where people have been talking about them. And these creatures are very aggressive in nature. I won't say they're territorial as such, because... Like I said earlier, they work alone. You very rarely hear, hear of packs of dogmen. But if they find you a threat, they will go for you. And I know it sounds stupid, but the Americans have actually tried shooting these creatures in self-defense, and bullets don't stop them. And it goes back to as well a report in 2016 of Draining Hull, of the legend of the old stinker. About a week after that particular incident took place, somebody actually wrote a freedom of information request into Hull City Council asking if they stopped silver bullets in the Boss McGill Hall. Which, back then, I found that absolutely preposterous, but is there any truth behind that, that the council themselves nerfed these creatures in the Valder reports? I also went to the History Centre in the middle of Hull and there's nothing on record apart from one report into the whole Daily Mail. Mm. Yeah. So, what you saw then, so to put it in some sort of context, so you're in the room and there's the creature and then the other side of the creature is the, the uh, light. So it's in between the light and you. So obviously its shadow is casting against the, the, the curtains, yeah? So you yeah. can see that. So, I mean... I, uh, you, the the detail that you, yeah, and the detail that you've gone into there with the claws and such like, and the head, and and the, and you can even see the legs. I mean, I, I, what sort of uh, time frame are we talking about? How, was it lingering in the garden? Did it look like it was? Was it just literally? Oh, it was, was it just literally passing through? Passively. Yeah, it was just passing through. Yeah, it didn't linger. It didn't look in. It just it was literally as though it was walking down the road. Yeah, did it give the impression that it had been there before? No. 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 Like, I, all I saw was this shadow of this creature walking past. And you say... And me. You say it's your grandparents' home. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm presuming you were, you approached them with this. Did they... Have they had anything strange happen there, or...? No, I never approached anybody with this. Because, no. especially with what I saw... I, I, I thought people wouldn't believe me, to be honest. Well, oh, yeah, I think mean, that's natural. It'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, to to ask them maybe just if they've noticed anything strange 
living there. You know, maybe they've had things happening in the past that that just chalked up to, uh, you know, like we do. You know, something happens and you say, well, you know, that was something weird that happened, and you don't, you don't give it any more. Uh, you don't think about it any more than that. Maybe you know, there's been something going on there, but. Uh, the area itself. So, how tall are you? I know the shadows can, like, you know, you know, make it seem bigger or smaller than it is, but how tall are you making this creature? Because you say five feet before you can even see down. Before you can see my head, so you're talking about a seven foot creature. Yeah. 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 So, how did you feel after this? Because obviously this is a paradigm shift. So, how did you feel? In yourself after this? Absolutely shaken. Mm. Absolutely terrified. I didn't know what it was. And even all these years later, I can still see it as, clear, as clearly as, as it happened yesterday. Yeah. And how long would you say that sort of feeling lasted for? Well, a good hour afterwards. Because mm. I notice in dogman encounters, you know, people sometimes have um, start getting nightmares and things like that you know it starts coming back and um, especially with you saying that they they give off this for whatever reason they give off this evil intent feeling um, we do so they have very impressive creatures I've done a lot of research over the past year into these creatures and every single encounter nobody's got anything good to say about them no just seeing that way Yeah, so was there any, I mean, did it, obviously, was that, did you, I mean, did you go to the window afterwards, or was you just too frightened to, to even do anything? Or even go and look out the window. Mm. Do you wish you had gone to the window, or you think you yeah. made the right decision? Definitely. Yeah. The thing is, if this thing had spotted me, especially from what I know now, would it have tried to break through the window? Hmm. Well, it depends uh, who you ask. I mean, a lot of people have this sort of um, feeling about them where they can't enter homes. You know, like the uh, vampiric law. Um, yeah. The sort of a lot of people do tend to believe that people who research this tend to believe they have the some something similar where they do not enter properties um, for whatever reason. You know, they can turn door handles and knock on windows and do things like this, but for whatever reason, they will not enter. Now, maybe that could just be because there are you know, a wild animal and they don't know what's on the other side of that door. You know, it could be um, self-preservation, but it could be something more, you know, more sinister to that. And then, like you said, you know, that feeling where people uh, feel, you know, frightened, uh, almost like they enjoy that. Um, they do, very much. I mean, well, this... as well as what you said about how the cat into herms, I want to take you back to another case I've done a lot of research on, and that was late 1980s, about the land between lakes, and there was a dogman attack there. Mm. Now, the story goes that the family was camping, and it was just before the start of autumn, well, just before the start of the camping season, and they'd found this beautiful lake, and they was camped up in one of the best spots. Now, the father and the son were outside, chopping mud and whatnot to get a fire going. This creature attacked and murdered the father, then attacked and murdered the son, and then ripped the door off this camper van in order to get into the mother and daughter. So does that go against the law of what you were saying, 
start the cat into herms considering the camper camper van would technically be classed as a herm. Yeah, I think there's um, you know quite a few examples of them. You know, well, if it was those creatures, obviously no one see it at the time, so we're just speculating afterwards after the fact, I suppose. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I've read stories where you know. Uh, an old an old boy was um, having some issues with him. He actually saw it on occasions, and he reported it to the local police department. They came out on numerous occasions, never caught up with the creature, but eventually they found him deceased uh, in his home. So, you know, we'll never know for sure, will we? But no. I, I think this, you know, this it's only feelings, you know, witness feelings, but you know, this feeling of. Um, evil intent or whatever that is maybe it's just because of the creature because we see so many of these creatures in movies and um, things like that we expect them to be um, evil maybe that is you know maybe it's subconscious I don't know uh, but again you know what the more research we do into this obviously the more answers we'll get that's it and as well when we're talking about these creatures in movies that's where I think people have put two and two together and got six yeah. These creatures are separate entities of the earth. And then you've got something called clinical lycanthropy, lichen- mm. which is a very rare psychological disorder where people have the disillusion of telling these werewolves. So, like you were saying, how we see them on TV, I think when people see these creatures, they're mixing a lot of mixed signals together. Because they know about lycanthropy from what we see on TV. And they might have even had a clinical lycanthropy. And then they're seeing creatures that resemble what they've seen on the telly. And they're putting two and two together and then deciding, oh, well, it's a werewolf. When it's actually not. And I do personally believe that these dog men have been around for thousands of years. Mm. Oh, yeah. Get when you were the next day, or presumably you must have gone outside uh, to see where this creature... I'm not necessarily that you went out looking for tracks, because I think that would be unusual, but um, you, you must have an idea of the, the layout of the garden. Did you get any sense of you know, where it was going from to where it was going to? Well, from where it was going from, from what I saw the shadow in the direction it was walking, not so far away you've got something called the green belt which is a strip of nature land. It was coming from that direction, heading up to Anlaby Road. Mm. So it was going from a north to south direction. Is there anything up there that it it could be interested in? Is there anything? Well, if you head from the Green Belt, you've got things like deer up there. Yeah. You've got rabbits, dogs on the daytime. Maybe there's a few dogs walking on the nighttime. You've got cats, which go on the green belt often on their nighttime. You've got foxes, things like that. Now, if you head up towards Hanley Road and keep going south, you hit the Humber. Right, okay. So what I think, looking back at the whole situation, it was heading for the nearest water source. Hmm. Yeah. Which would actually be Humber. And once it gets to the Humber, then you've got little Switzerland, which again is another massive forest lake area. Yeah, so it could have been going from one uh, shelter to another shelter, potentially. Oh, yeah. yeah. Essentially, 
Really. Yeah, because I know in the uh, case that we was looking up uh, just around the corner from us, we was trying to ascertain, you know, get into the mind of this creature. Where was it going to and from? You know, why did it cross the road at this particular point? And we was yeah. able to, when we got there, we was able to look to the left and there was a gap in the hedgerow. We was able to look to the right and there was a gap in the hedgerow. So what it was doing, it was using the least, you know, least uh, resistance is what it was doing. It was coming through from a farmer's field, from a woodlands at the top, down yeah. across down across a lane, through this hedgerow, crossing the road, then going through the hedgerow on the other side. And on the other side of the hedgerow is a uh, reservoir. Um, uh-huh. So potentially it was going for the water. This was night time. But around that yeah. reservoir, there's obviously a lot of wildlife. Um, you know, your uh, rabbits and things like that. There's a grassland around there. And they, they you know, there's thousands of them there. So maybe it was just going for a midnight stack. I don't know. But that... But, that seemed to be the route it was traveling back and forth. So that's why I asked you the question, just see where. Because if you get an idea where these creatures are going, then maybe that'll help us in the future. What, what I mean, you're obviously interested in this. Have you got any um, inclination to see this again? I mean, do you want to see it again? Do you? I, I, I think I'd like to see one of these again and to get actual physical proof mm. that creatures do exist. Because the problem is... You get, I don't know if you found this, when you get to a point with this sort of research, especially where dogs are concerned, you hit brick walls time and time again. Yeah. Especially when you try to uncover things on the internet of different reports from different papers, etc. There's hardly anything out there. Yeah, well, yeah, I think um, that's the same with the, yeah. the Bigfoot situation as well. I mean, there's, if it's a cover up, then it's, um, it's a worldwide cover-up, you know. Yeah. You know, and who could who could orchestrate something like that is, you know, that's beyond me. So there's something going on. I think there's something to these creatures that maybe we we don't want to know yet. Um, you know. But anyway, we keep uh, keep going. So do you actively go, you know, research in the area? I mean, do you spoke to anybody that's seen them, or have you heard any other people mention them, or? It's getting people to come forward. Hmm. Because what I found, especially with me and probably numerous others that have, that have had these encounters, they don't want to believe it. No. So the brain kicks in with fear and whatnot, and they try to push it to the back of the mind, and then it's only like 10 years later, sometimes even longer, when these people will eventually come forward. Mm, indeed. That's if they do at all. Well, some people could see this stuff. I, you know, I've been in situations where I've been with someone um, when we've seen something strange like this and they'll mm-hmm. just literally just pass it off and it was nothing, it wasn't that, it couldn't have been that. Um, you know, and again, I don't know if that's a, you know, a, a mechanical response from the brain. I don't know if it's like uh, something that's inbuilt in us that just, you know, you can't accept it, it can't be real. So I'm just going to put it in that box and just leave it, you know, and that's, and people do that. And I I don't know whether that's, I'm not saying that's right, that's wrong. I think it's just, it's it's a natural, uh, it's a natural thing that people do. And mechanism in the brain, isn't it? That Mm. some things we can't explain. And especially with these particular creatures, it's the fear of them. And it makes us not want to talk about it. Which is making it harder for us researchers to actually ascertain the truth of what they are, what the habits are like, 
because we're not getting enough actual information on them. No, and I think if we can get more information from eyewitnesses, we can start to build a picture of, um, you know, like, say, habits and things, and maybe that'll help us in the future to to locate these creatures. But if you were, uh, yeah, if you if you run across anybody that's, uh, you know, wants to share their story, then by all means get in touch and, uh, you know, I'd love to wear it. But, you know, thank you very much for coming on. Um, again, it's it's interesting to get the story from the, the witness's point of view because there's little nuances and things from the story that you, you won't get from just reading it, you know. Um, so, you know, so thank you very much for joining me today on this Sunday evening. Um, yeah. Have a great rest of the weekend. And uh, like I say, if you get any more information, please, by all means, you know where I am. I will do, yes. Okay. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank you. So, the size of them claws. Claws, yeah. I like that detail. I thought that was quite... The description of it, you think, well, that's really stood out to him. It's you know, like, to pick up on yeah, it. You know, yeah, you know, because like people have these encounters and they um, see something and they focus in on one part of yeah. the creature. You know, whether it's its eyes or its, its nose or its lips, or in this case, he's really focusing on them claws. Sort of like X Men, this isn't it, Wolverine. Yeah. But you can imagine if someone was walking past your window and all you could see is a silhouette on the curtain. Yeah. You know, the claws would be yeah, they'd terrifying, be out, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. I mean, it obviously looked bigger than it probably was in real life yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, fantastic. So thank you very much, Jamie, for that. Um, right. Uh, go on and tell us what you found because you, you know, obviously you've been researching that. I made the comment that well, I was researching it. I and thought that was predation that yeah. was causing a lot of these injuries to animals. Um, in fact, the story that we got, <laughs> I think there's a different sort of meaning to injury well, of animals yeah. in this one. I've got a story that I wanted to tell you, but we've run out of time. But I, the story I'm going to tell on the Patreon is about. A human mutilation, okay. Yeah. So I've looked into it a little bit more. I'm still not sold on the cattle mutilation part of it, but I'm going to tell you a story about human mutilation. Well, and this is human related. And you've been researching you know, this it for pop- this purpose, okay? It popped up, yeah. yeah. And I thought, well, I can't go bypass this. <laughs> and uh, just, just This is a fun fact for you as well. You know, the human anus can right. stretch to seven inches before taking any damage. A raccoon can squeeze into holes as tight as four inches, meaning you can almost take two full raccoons up your ass. Well, there you go. And now you see what I mean, don't you? <laughs> so when I told you, didn't it, last week about these animals sticking its head up there... And Back of an elephant and all that. That's sounding yeah. more plausible now. Well, not, obviously, we don't have raccoons running around in uh, England, but anything, a badger, a fox, anything. It's a free meal. <laughs> they ain't going to pass that up. <laughs> Anyway, right, before we go on to Patreon, I'll just uh, finish with this joke. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, squeamish uh, disposition. Look away now. Okay, so little Johnny comes home from school, right? And he comes home late. So his dad turns to him and says, uh, What have you been doing? Huh? You've been that late. And he says, uh, Well, I've been researching with Jenny. And he says, All right, okay. And anyway, little Johnny's looking around for a snack and he grabs this off the side and starts eating it. He said, Oh, Dad, these fish cakes are nice. He said, Go wash your hands, son. They're fucking donuts. Anyway, on that, we will head over to Patreon. Thank you very much for joining us. It will be a longer episode next week. Um, we have got a, well, I've got a little, little story, but very 
interesting story to share with you. So stay tuned for that. If you haven't joined Patreon already, then please go across and uh, join. All you have to do is go on Patreon, search for us, and up we pop, and then you put your thing in, and that's it. And Check uh, it out. It really does help us out massively. Um, do we have any reviews or anything we want to do on the free before we go? Yeah, freaking incredible podcast. This podcast is a bomb.com. I've listened to many paranormal podcasts, and this one is my favourite by far. Great. I listen to it at work, in the car, in my bed, mowing the lawn, whilst that, doing the house chores, etc. That's not a euphemism. Well, basically, all the time. Being from the States, um, she, does, she does like Lee and Finch's accents, which... I mean, not many people like Lee's Yorkshire accents, but there you go. Um, anyhow, I find myself chuckling out loud frequently. That must be my jokes rather than Lee's. As an atheist agnostic and not believing in a creator higher power, this broadened my mind to think out about how energy moves and possibilities of things we ca- we can't explain which do exist. Mm. The hosts also treat stuff in a critical manner, which lends uh, to the podcast authenticity. I've been very impressed with the guests they have had on the show, uh, which cover a huge range of topics. I'm an avid podcast listener in general, and this is one of my favourite podcasts of all time. I immerse myself in nature frequently, and now I'm always on the lookout for all things strange or paranormal. Keep up the incredible work, please, because I mourn the day where I'm all caught up on episodes and I can't, uh, and I have to wait for a week or two for the new one. Strongly recommend becoming a Patreon member too for the added content. It's totally worth it. Thanks again. And that's from Cara in the States. Thank you very much, Cara. Nice detailed one, that yeah, one. fantastic, yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, we've had one that's upset Lee this week and... Uh, Touch. Is this the one I post on Facebook? This was the one you post on no. Facebook. It's, it's got to leap, Pat. And, uh, it just don't make any sense. And this is from, well, Satan. 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 I'm going with Satan. Satan. Um, <laughs> Orange Man Bad is a title. Unfounded, hateful Trump bashing from guests such as Cheryl Costa and Nasty, nasty Liberal Callers. Why uh, politicise this topic? Enjoy your soy. <laughs> Beta Brits. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's going to eat fucking soy? I don't know anyone who eats that. It's like... It, he's the one politicising it, isn't he? I, I, I know we, we, the, the, the post went up on, onto the hangout. And, mm. uh, I mean, for me personally, I, I like... I like Trump's attitude towards things. That's just me in general. I wish we had one of them. But um, no, it did did show. You know, a lot of people. It's 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 politics, and it? it's politics. Everyone either hates them or loves. You know, there's, there's no in between as such. Yeah, but if you're going to be that sad that you're going to leave a review on a podcast because of some mentioned some about Trump, it's like that is, <laughs> he must be on many that podcasts. Is, that is proper. Proper sad, isn't it? That I wonder if you can do a, a little search thing and his, his name would pop up on all these reviews. Well, he's probably locked up somewhere. <laughs> I would say so. It should be. Well, well. Um, anyway, story. So Story time. Um, right, we're jumping off here, aren't we, for Patreon? Cause, yeah. Yeah, because of the short show. Okay, so thank you very much for joining us tonight. 
Uh, if you can get over to Patreon and join up, that'd be fantastic. It really helps us. Well, help us get more fucking shows out on time because um, you know, waiting is in the moment and work is um, crazy, absolutely mental. So, so thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we will see you on the other side. Bye for now. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. Oh, my God.